Hello, welcome back to another edition of the show. I am joined by the one and only Brian Michael Ricky Hatton. Ricky, <laughs> Call how me are you Rick. doing? I'm doing great, how are you? What'd you do to Floyd in 08? I got knocked out in 10th with a left. Nah. Floyd hit me with a left. It happens. Mm. It happens. Anyways, gonna jump in here and just chop it up a little bit. Give you give you a quick one. Little, little recent events. Um, I know that I'm getting more and more confident every day that the NBA is coming mm. back and the season will be salvaged. All the information seems to point in that direction, even though there's several different sources of information. I would love to watch these games be played in a practice facility. No, I would not. There's not going to be fans, so I'd be fine with them all flying into one city and just playing. Like, first round would be three three rounds. I mean, three uh, game series, oh which would be bizarre. But then, bang it out in like a month and a half, get it done quickly. I think it would be fun to watch. Unprecedented. I don't know. I, I'm I'm under the belief that I want fans there. Oh yeah, I just even don't if that's know. unrealistic, that's what I'm unrealistically hoping for. We can get fans and have a normal playoff. I think that's a pipe dream, but <laughs> so unfair. I will say, if they take away that aspect of the game, they're gonna want to look to add something to it. Mm-hmm. So I think there'll be some cool features, some incredible all access features that wouldn't be possible in an arena, or also. Maybe just mic up the whole floor and yeah. a delay on uh, blurping out curse words, but picking up everything else. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Maybe, um, just thinking off the top of my head, maybe they'll give like the uh, the team that was supposed to be home court like a 10-point advantage to start the game. Oh, wow. Something like that. Yeah. They gotta um, do, they, that's not fair. No, but the NBA is not afraid to change things up and mm-hmm. take some risks, so... It'll be interesting to see how they navigate that. I also imagine um, how much coverage there would be on on like daily reports of who's available, who's not, because at this point when they play, there's probably going to be a test that's pretty quick. I know there already are tests that are mm-hmm. quick, so could you imagine like the drama surrounding every single morning at 10 a.m. They release like lineups on in do you know what I'm saying? Like one yeah. person could get that'd be. Uh, yeah, I know. It's just so unfortunate. It'd be a bizarre uh, scenario that the testing during the series and everything, but that is still unfortunately way down the line. Mm-hmm. Should have yeah. been hitting the stride yeah, of we... the first round right now. That'd have been great. But uh, yeah, we know there's more important things about this. But this is a this is a sports podcast. Yeah, so we're gonna talk about the sports and. Speaking of sports, Brian, we were both lottery picks. Mm-hmm. We were both lottery. I dropped, I dropped to sixth in the nineteen eighty six draft. How'd that go over? I slid a little bit, but you know, had a bad workout with Seattle. How quickly did you fire your agent? Quickly. He told me I was going fifth to Phoenix. I wanted to go to Phoenix. Why? Barkley was there. I liked the core. You know, good place to live. Great, great place to live, and I ended up in Seattle. Nothing yeah. wrong with Seattle, but it's not Phoenix. Yeah, so uh, come, we have a lot of credibility because we're lottery picks, but this was something that was circling around in 
in my corner of the world recently was talking about the G League or going to the NCA or overseas thing. And I was shocked at how many people were saying, oh, if you're going to be a lottery pick and you're in high school, 100% go to the G League, get your 500K and get paid. And I was surprised by that because I just was thinking about everything you would miss as if you went and played your one season at one at Duke or Kentucky mm-hmm. and getting that normal call co- I mean the air quotes on the college experience but really you're just getting the best parts of the college experience um, what do you think about the whole G League because uh, the NBA obviously gave you the option now to go and go to the G League instead of the NCA. so where do you fall in on that I personally I think I like the uh, NCAA going to college I personally I think it should be two years because selfishly I think college basketball has just drastically declined in the past 10 years or so with the one and done rule if they were if the players were required to stay two years you know I really think it would help a lot like college football is great they got to stay three years that's really excessive but I think two years would be perfect at the same time I understand why it's one because they're kind of wasting their time there if they're just going to go to the NBA anyway. Like, I, I understand, and I also understand why they gave me the option to go to the G League because there's some people coming from, you know, uh, really poor uh, situations where, like, another year where they don't get any money really hurts them. So I get that too. But I, I just think um, the college would be the way to go. Um, I just feel like you get a lot more exposure build your brand if you go to like a Duke or North Carolina or something like that but I understand certain situations where someone might elect to go to the G League so I guess it's kind of situational oh yeah it's definitely situational I just again I I can't imagine um, passing up on that thing that most of these guys think about growing up their whole life with going the opportunity to play in March Madness go win a national title mm-hmm. and it's just such a unique experience um, like you're talking about the money and I, I get that but then it, one of the reasons why so many people are against the NCA is because they aren't paid and it's like settling for the 500 seems to be it's like I, I almost wonder if that's enabling the NCA to just keep on mm-hmm. um not paying people because then it's like, well, if you wanted to get paid, you could have went into the G League. And I stand, I'm, I come from the the corner that wants guys to be able to go directly out of high school. I think in our country, you deserve the the freedom to make the decision and and run the risks that yeah. go with it. Um, again. The the nature of the G League, it's very early in it. It's so that's why it's also unfair to kind of compare um, the exposure within the G League. But you make a great point in terms of building your brand. One of the things that a lot of these sponsors are going to look at that you're going to end up signing in six months from now are exposure and the amount of like the familiarity that the buyers are with the person. And right now, compared to playing in Cameron Indoor or Rupp Arena and then going and being in front of millions of eyes not this year but in the years to follow when it comes to the tournament that's just a different level of exposure compared to 
you could get draft to a, drafted to a team in South Dakota yeah. in the G League. So now you're getting you're taking the ball completely out of your court on where you're going. Um, mm-hmm. Then also when you get to the G League, it's a bunch of guys fighting for jobs. Yeah, and, exactly. And I understand why you would want to learn to navigate that when the stakes are much lower in the G League compared to your first league in the your first year in the NBA. But it's just going to be a much different experience, and I wonder how many guys get swallowed up early and then that kills their potential compared to going and, and learning and being the man from everyone's perception in college basketball. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I just think of... Uh... The couple guys that did do it, or they went overseas, like a Brandon Jennings or an Emmanuel Moutier, like, I just, when they come into the draft, like, going back to the brand thing, you don't even know who they are. It's like, ah, well, he can't be that good, you know, because you don't know him. It's not really fair to him, but it's just how it is. Like, I don't know, like, I I thought Zion was going to go to, like, a weird, not weird, but I thought he was going to go to, like, South Carolina or Clemson and I just think by him going to Duke he like exponentially increased his brand by doing that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so he had Barack going to games exactly like I don't know I, I, I would just go I would go the college route another thought on that is I just imagine guys at like the end of their career because again we're talking about one and dones so we're only talking about five to ten guys I'm talking about people that are graduating high school and they know a year and a half from now they're going to be in the NBA and yeah. so when you think about it from that perspective when, when their career is all said and done and they've played in the NBA for 10-15 years I would I would be pretty confident to say that the guys that chose to go to the G League in that one year to get the 500 and like mm-hmm. jump start their That's, pro career they would have a lot of regrets not ever being a part of an NCAA run and just skipping out on the traditional way that most guys like went through their career the natural progression of going coming from high school and then going to play for a storied franchise and having the the chance to become an absolute legend there i think yeah. a lot of guys would have regrets if they jumped right aw- away into their career into like the B version of what they'll be doing for the rest of their professional career. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, and again, when you hear NBA players talk about some of the most fun that they've had playing, even the one and dones will say those seven, eight months at Mm, this school were the most fun I've ever had because they're still like, with air quotes, a a kid living in in a dorm Mm. and... Sure, they have class. That's kind of that's. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit, but I was blown away by how many guys think back so fondly on those years, and some of them were only there for six months. So it goes to show you how special that experience is. I could be wrong, but I I feel like they the one of the main reasons they put in the one and done rule is because. Yeah, there's some guys that can go straight from high school to the NBA, but there's a lot of guys who were declaring at a high school and like they ended up not panning out and then they were like totally screwed because they they couldn't go back and play college 
they didn't have a you know college education paid for now they didn't make it in the league and now they're you know so I think that's why they implemented the one and done rule but then again it's like kind of kind of on you like you decided I mean they're really young like 17 18 years old to make a decision like that it's tough you know it is tough but then again it's not like Joe Schmo who sucks is just gonna be like yeah I'm going to the draft like there's gonna be teams that are that's gonna mm-hmm. be like priced into the evaluation mm-hmm. process and then you can also handle it the same way just recently the NCA got a little more flexible in declaring for the draft it's like Okay, you, you can hire an agent, declare for the draft, and like feel that out, and then you can come back. So Absolutely. I, so yeah. I imagine that it would be similar in the high school. I'm not going to do that, though. It, it, but I'm saying it wouldn't kill your NCAA eligibility if you declare for the draft and then like you don't get drafted. There's only 60 guys getting drafted. Mm-hmm. The odds are that you, you have to be yeah. one of those 5 to 10 guys that are like, clear mm. draft picks yeah no yeah it's tough um one of the advantages for the G League is that basketball is already your job because I've listened to I think Kuzma said it and Mitchell said it guys that had solid careers in college but then kind of went to the next level when they got to the pros which mm-hmm. yeah on the surface is like almost a head scratcher but they chalked it up to being, look, I don't have any distractions. It's just basketball. Like that's why I got so much better, and that is a a good um, argument for the pro G League. But then again, we're talking about the one and done. Like we have to keep that in mind. Like Donovan Mitchell would declare for the draft like two months before. I'm talking about like the five to ten guys that are obviously on another level that. When it comes to the classes and the no distractions, they don't have any distractions. You're going in there in the summer, you're taking like six credits, and then for that first semester, you're probably taking another six. And if you're really struggling, the tutors like we've seen will, with North Carolina are going to help you out. And then all you have to do is get a what, like a two point something to be eligible after the first semester, and then you don't even have to go to anything in the second semester. Yeah. So there's not. I don't really want to hear the distractions things for the normal college basketball player. One hundred percent, there are distractions because you know you're going to be there for more than six months. But again, for these ten guys that aren't, I would be um, shocked to hear that class ever distracted them in any way from basketball. Yeah, it didn't. So, I mean, and then the other thing which we haven't talked about. And it's really not worth getting into because I don't know where it falls. Is the whole education piece of this, which always makes me nauseous when people try to talk about that. I've never understood. I've heard guys talk about this before when they say, since when did like everyone become so concerned with everyone else's education? Like, When do you ever hear about people being like ultra worried about strangers getting an education when unless it's people skipping college to go make millions like it doesn't make any sense <clears throat> it doesn't make any it doesn't make like, any sense i wonder how much it is like people just not liking the idea or perceiving it as these guys like skipping over steps in life where it's like you just go from this to 
millionaire in one night. And I honestly think people resent that, and that's Absolute. why they oh. latch onto the education thing. Uh, totally. It makes no sense. Like, one of the main reasons you're in college is to get a good job to become financially stable and make money. Why would, like, these guys can literally bypass that whole process and make more in one year than they're likely going to make, like, ever. For like their whole life. Yeah. Seriously. It doesn't make any sense to get the education. And then <laughs> if the education is a prior, is still a priority, and I'm not arguing against that, but the amount of, like, the immersive experience you're going to have in, like, business meetings and sponsorship deals and, like, learning about companies in, like, the corporate world... Yeah, absolutely. ...is going to be tenfold what you could ever learn in your freshman year of classes. Yeah, it's like a real-life experience instead of a classroom experience. The hands-on... This is what... This is what other people your age are learning about in textbooks and and cheating on Mm -hmm. tests. You're in the room in these meetings. And if you... If you... um, You know, did want to go back and, like, do classes after your career, you could. I know Kobe did that. I don't really know of anyone else uh, who did that, but I mean, you can, but like like you said, no one's going to do that because why would they? Yeah. <laughs> no one likes to sit in a classroom and learn. I think Ron Artest uh, did it too. I think he UCLA. might have. I think he did. He, See, yeah, he actually definitely did. Because some of the programs are incredibly accommodated, which they should be considering what you've done for the university having gone through. I know Ron and Kobe didn't go there, but I'm saying... Um, in terms of what you provided for that university, university financially, and also the how many people you brought to that school, which is mm-hmm. bizarre to think about, but it's true though. But like, yeah. you have a really good team, you're gonna be more attractive to applicants. Yeah. So absolutely, people people will definitely go to Duke for the basketball. People will definitely go to Penn State for the football. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Zion is a huge part of the admissions program mm-hmm. at Duke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so again, I think the five hundred thousand is such a half measure on the NBA's part. But then again, it yeah, does make tough. Yeah, for like some situations, it does really make sense. Yes, I'm sure. Unless your your family financially is like struggling and, and needs it and then, 100% makes sense yeah absolutely um, but again like the if you're gonna compensate the, the players at that age like how, how much how many times do you think um, times an amount of money Zion brought in for Duke last year like 20 times that 500 number he yeah. probably brought in yeah so I mean that's not fair compensation either so like no, I don't understand because if the NCAA was actually fairly compensating some of these players, those numbers would be absurd, yeah. absolutely absurd. I'll tell you what, a lot more than five hundred K. So I don't know why the five hundred K is shutting everyone up that was screaming from the mountaintops that these guys need paid. Yeah, it was no, almost I, like a band aid solution. Yeah, it was. Uh, but then I don't it, think I don't think it was a terrible thing, but it, yeah, it's not great. But so can guys go to the? straight out again in like a couple of years I've I heard in like is it 2023 they're gonna take away the one and done rule. yeah I thought it was 22 or 23 it's one of these years they're going back to you can come out of high school I think it's gonna stay that way um, mm-hmm. 
I think we'll look back on the whole forcing th- forcing you through the NCAA just to keep it afloat. Um, college basketball is going to be in trouble. Well, no, my comment. I think college bas- I think it'll greatly improve college basketball because college basketball's niche was like the brand of the team, and then once it started to go away towards a new team every year these programs like lost their identity it was like oh who how are they this year how and instead of it being duke versus north carolina it was like zion and the blue devils take on north carolina that's a fair point and and then what what happens is that the value of the teams are greatly affected because now it's like like it's like a pro team every year you're getting new guys it's like it is but then it's like not only you get new guys but Every year, you're switching out your best player. And it's just like, okay. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Look at look at Grayson Allen. His freshman year, he played with, like, Winslow and Okafor. Then I think his sophomore year, he gets Brandon Ingram. I don't remember who he had his junior year. And then his senior year, who did he have? Um, I'm drawing a huge blank. Maybe it was, like, Harry Giles and, like... You know what I'm getting. He literally had a new set of, like, Jason Tatum. Yeah. He had a new set of mm-hmm. lottery picks each year he was at Duke. You know, it's just, like, crazy. Yeah. And for him, I'm, that had to be a learning experience that's benefiting him now. Um, but I, I do think once the focus – because basically what it turned into was the same way the individuals – and faces are glamorized in the NBA, right? Like it, it is a players' league mm-hmm. in the NBA, and that model works well. I don't think that model works well in the NCA because then the NCA just turns into a worse version of the NBA. It's like you're turning the NCA into a players' league, and that's so contradictory to everything the NCA is. Yeah, that I think it got really confusing. And once it goes back to its, like, bread and butter of what everyone likes to say is everyone works hard and plays mm. defense and... Now, if you made them, st- like, NCAA football, you have to... St- you have you can't enter the draft. You have to be three years out of high school. If you did that for college basketball, it would be really good. Because you'd have guys staying there for three okay. years... But it would be might be good for the NCAA, but it's bad for the players. That's what that's what I'm yeah. So like the NCAA football, those players, there's no reason they should be there for three years. That doesn't make any it sense. It makes that's to me. terrible. But I'm just saying for like the game itself, it makes it a lot better. NCAA like I just think NCAA football is like a trillion times better for college basketball, and it's because of that. Because in college basketball it's like you can't even get used to it it's like oh he was there oh he's gone now I gotta oh now he's there oh like you were saying you know it's a new like with NCA, like Trevor Lawrence you know he's a Clemson he's been there for three years two of Alabama three years you know you get used to these guys and then they have to bring in the new set and then it's like they keep the tradition and you can sell the top players you know mm-hmm. um, but they're at the same time they're hurting their players because I mean football is a different game like you do want you can't go into the NFL as a kid you can go in the NBA as a kid you can't go in the NFL as a kid 
I think two years is the happy minimum for both sports, probably. But they're going back to one and done in a couple years anyway, so it won't even matter. Yeah. Um, like football uh, is, is definitely different. Like you brought up, no one coming out of high school. Hmm. Um, I mean, there's the anomalies, but like physically you could get killed. Whereas yeah. the NBA, like you, you come can, out and you're super skinny, you just get bullied in the post a few times. Yeah, and and you can just shoot threes. Like you, you could easily get by, <laughs> e- easily. Like yeah. yeah, so different sports. No, I think the quality of play will definitely return to, um, we're, we're college. You see the chemistry back, and I hope so. Yeah. I, it was. I, I mean, I love March Madness, but regular season used to be awesome. It just it just doesn't have that flair for me personally anymore. But that, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. No, because I remember watching it, and I used to get really excited for so like, not, yeah. for rivalry games and stuff because mm-hmm. you knew what was on the line. But then in recent years, I would I would only tune into Oklahoma Sooner games to watch Trey up, or I would only turn it tune into Duke um, for Zion. Yeah, and then no, I, I was and that was like the same pattern I would have with the NBA. It was like. I wasn't tuning into the Hornets to watch Charlotte. You know what I mean? Like, I was tuning in to watch mm-hmm. individual guys, which you can argue is good or bad, but that's not going to work for the college market. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so I think we flushed that out a little bit. Uh, any other things you want to get off your chest with with current events or anything? Ricky Hatton. I don't have anything right now. All right. Well, yeah, it was good to talk it up. A little back and forth is always good. Um, I always saw the first two episodes of The Last Dance and talked on another podcast, the Chop Shop Sports Podcast, about it. I know you're saving some of them, or all of them. Did you decide what you're going to do yet for that? I'm going to save them until next week when my semester's over. And then you're going to watch Gonna watch all ten and what? Well, whatever's out, I uh, guess. So first four. Yeah, yeah. You'll see four, and then the next two, and then wait the day. You'll get two yeah. more. It was great. Um, I absolutely loved it. It felt same thing with the NFL draft last night. It was cool to oh tune God. into something that like everyone else was watching also. So yeah. I really um, was. I really realized how much I missed that, and I can't wait for the next two. The NFL draft really made me miss sports. Like, I sat there and watched everything like it was a Super Bowl. Yeah. Did, <laughs> did you order your Tua jersey yet? No, I gotta wait. I gotta wait for um, what number they give him. Whatever I'm, number he wants. And I'm gonna get my Dolphins jersey. Did you order your Joe Burrow jersey? Oh my god, bust. Total bust. If you smoke a cigar, will you be really cool? <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Slick my hair back, smoke a cigar. System quarterback. How, how's this pro? Give the people. I know we're crossing over here. Give the people a quick um, prediction on Joe Burrow's pro career. Well, I, well, it doesn't help him. He goes to Cincinnati, total dud of a franchise. <laughs> he has to play Pittsburgh and Baltimore twice every year. So I don't know. He's never gonna make the playoffs. Um, he's he's Tyler Boyd. He doesn't have many weapons around him, and I'm, he just two years ago the guy couldn't throw like. He said it in the draft. He's like, I wasn't good at the he start was, of this he, year. He wasn't. He was shitting his pants against <laughs> Alabama two years ago. Literally. Shitting his pants. It was 30 to nothing. 
And look, I, I get it. He had an incredible season. Okay, I'm not taking anything away from him. Like, he pro he did have the best season in college football history. Wow. He did. He threw 60 touchdowns. They went undefeated and he won the national championship in the Heisman. But I, I just... Uh, I sound like a complete idiot. I just don't think it transfers to the NFL. I mean, what do I know? I've never played a down in football in my life. Okay? And I'm an Alabama fan. I'm totally biased. Okay? I don't wish this on him. I'm just telling you that's what I think is going to happen. Now, Tungo Valoa. Woo! That boy can spin a football. It's a beauty watching him spin it. How's his hip? Shut up. Oh, yeah. Shut up. It's okay. We... I imagine that you get drafted and your family's all there and the first graphic they show is just your 13 that, re most recent injuries. That's bullshit. Yeah. You know how many times you do a touch... Like, everyone... These bum-ass guys, they show, like, them scoring a touchdown. Like, Tungo Vailoa should have won the Heisman two years ago. First highlight's a hip injury. Yeah, I don't know why I had to do him dirty like that. Yeah, I know, it's his draft night. Galu's sitting there. I mean, Pops... They didn't like that. No. But, yeah, I'm excited to see that jersey come in. Great colors. Miami. Yeah. But, NFL draft, MJ Doc, that's about all we, we've had recently. I really hope Thank the you. NBA comes back. Oh, it's coming back. It's coming back. We can sleep well knowing that. Well, all right, Brian, another pleasure. Another uh, podcast in the books. Thanks. Great Thanks podcast. For Thanks for tuning in, guys. All right. <laughs>